Welcome everybody. Welcome to all my new listeners this week and welcome to my regular listeners. It's great to have you along. Um, Similar to last week, I've actually decided to record this whilst on another dog walk. Um, So if you can hear birdsong, that's why. I'm at my best outside um, with the dog in the woods, uh, creative and uh, calm and relaxed, which um, because it's school holidays at the moment is not such the case at home much of the time, hence why we're out here together. This week's episode, I'm talking about um, situations which feel overwhelming Um, and often quite negative that we find ourselves in, um, quite complex and multi-layered. And working on those situations to feel in control, because often in those situations, particularly if it's brought upon us by other people or other situations, we feel out of control. And us humans thrive on getting a sense of control we feel so much better when we're in control we actually feel very down uh, very negative maybe a little bit depressed out of when we're out of control Um, so it's always better it's always healthier if we can get a sense of um, having an influence um, having a say having something to do and a role to play in that scenario Um, Often when I'm running a workshop in front of a group or a team, um, and in fact, if you're a team leader or a manager of people, uh, then this is something that you can do. Please do. Um, Often I'll get to the flip chart and I'll draw a very large circle on the flip chart. And then I'll draw a much smaller circle in the center. Um, And I will put an arrow to the large circle and say, this is the issue. Now, this might be, um, say, a change in policy. I I do a lot of work in the NHS, for example. And it may be a big policy change in the NHS from government down, uh, which filters down and can affect teams and departments um, and morale of individual people working there and because there's lots of change in the nhs this happens a lot um so morale can be quite quite low actually um and this may be happening in one of your teams or in your department or something like that so um and that negativity can spread amongst the team members they all start chatting it's infectious etc etc um so if there's a change afoot in your department at the moment and people are resisting that change because that's often what happens or if this is you individually um, and there's something large going on and it's all difficult and it's painful and uncomfortable and negative, um, then draw yourself a large circle and a small one in the middle. Now, the large circle I refer to as the change or the problem or the issue. That's the situation um, and everything that goes into it. And in fact, uh, the small circle Um, I point to with an arrow and label that as the part that's in our control or our influence. I'll put the word control or influence in the centre. And often with large teams, I'll then get all of those people involved to sit with a a wad of post-it notes and to write everything that's involved in this scenario or this change or or, or this situation, everything um, on post-its, separate items on a separate post-it, everything, because it's usually multi-layered or um, quite complex. 
Um, and I get everything, whether it's in or out of the control. I don't actually dwell on that at this stage, but everything is affected. So if this is something for you individually, um, then write everything down that's involved with the event that's going on in your life at the moment um, that, you know, is overwhelming and negative for you separate thing on separate post-its and then I get all of the team members to come up to the front and post all of those aspects that they've each individually recorded on their post-its somewhere on the flip chart whether they feel it's the big negative part that's out of their control or if it is something that they feel negative or not is in their influence or in their control put it where it should sit either in the big circle or in the little circle. And often if this is a large group or a family, you could do this in your family. Um, some pe- the, the, often the teams will write very, very similar things because they're all experiencing similar things. And some of them will put parts in their control, in the small circle, whilst others have put that outside. And then they start to, oh, that's interesting. Why have you put, why do you feel you've got control of that then? Well, because I can do X, Y, and Z, or I can see it this way, or I can do this, or, oh, yeah. And you see them, they start to sort of work together as a group and changing their perspective on different aspects of that problem or change. So they start to move things around um, and the team sort of uh, all reframe things and see things from different angles and discuss things and solve things together. Or or you can facilitate that as the team leader um, and, and look at each individual part and see whether there is anything that they can do to gain some control. Um, So that's good for a team. But if this is you individually, you can equally do it for yourself. Now, um, why? Why do we need to do this? And you don't necessarily, if this is an individual thing for you personally in your life, you don't have to sit with a flip chart and post it. You can do it in your mind. It's very easy to do it in your mind. Um, And the example that I give and why this is so powerful... um, For example, I used to, now if you're not in the UK, you may not know where I'm describing, but I'm based near Basingstoke, which is near the M3, so that's the motorway that I predominantly use most of the time, uh, linking on to the M25, and I used to do corporate coaching for a company in Cambridge. Now, you may not know the geography of that, but that's up the M3, around the M25, and then another hour on top um, of lots of A roads all the way through around the back of Cambridge. So in total, the journey, I think, was about, on a good day, two, two hours, two hours, ten, something like that. And I used to be booked there to do a few uh, corporate one-to-one um, sort of executive coaching uh, sessions with different people, usually on a Friday because it was quieter for them as an organisation on a Friday, which was good for me. So I used to drop the children at school and then head up the M3 and M25 and make headway. And on a Friday, I don't know if you know this, but the traffic is usually quite lighter in the UK on a Friday because quite a lot of people work from home on a Friday. So the traffic was always good on a Friday. So that was fine. However, I used to get myself in a real pickle um, uh, as I would be getting towards the end of all of those coaching sessions and ready to hit the, the traffic coming back. Because coming back on a Friday, coming back down on the M25 on a Friday, past Heathrow Airport, etc., around London, uh, the, the 
Um, and then down the M3 used to be dire. Um, and I get myself really worked up and stressed. And as we know, stress isn't good for us. Um, so I would sometimes be stuck there for three, four hours. It was always horrendous. And I used to hate it. And it felt completely out of my control. So my stress would go up to a maximum. Um, because that's what happens, isn't it? When we feel out of control, there's nothing we can do about it. And we feel at the mercy of everything else, everybody else. Um, and stress peaks. And that's a really, really unhealthy situation. And it's not fun either. Um, so I realised I needed to, what, what was in my control of this scenario? Um, what were the elements involved? And so, so this is the, t- uh, the trick, really, break it down into elements, what, into its subparts. So I realised that first, one of the biggest issues is I'd, I'd get halfway there and then be desperate for the loo. <laughs> and so that's a fundamental human need. So I'd make sure that I would drink minimum towards the end of the day, um, towards the end of this coaching sessions um make sure I went to the loo in between each coaching session and before I left so I was managing that as best I could um and reducing the coffees I had in in those last few sessions um then I realized that uh, I would also get hungry if I were there three or four hours uh, so I would also, en route, I would always pick up some food or take some food with me um, and some nice food as well, some treats. So that there was a positive bent to the whole thing. Um, so I would have that in the car and ready. So I would have food and drink uh, because especially in the summer, it would get very, very hot and I would get thirsty. So I controlled that too. That was partly in my control. So those are the basic human needs dealt with. <laughs> uh, they're always an issue. But of course, also as a mother, I would stress about the children, hugely stressed about the children. So um, I realised I need to get a backup plan in place for this. So I got a backup plan for the Fridays when I was working in Cambridge for the little one at primary school uh, to speak to uh, his friend's mum and my friend and say, you know, if I get delayed at all um, and there's an issue, is it okay if you could always take uh, Sam back? And that was sorted. Yes, that was fine. And then for the older one coming her back from secondary school on the, uh, you know, if I get delayed, could you possibly have uh, Josh on the after school? Yes, that was fine. That was all dealt with. So the two children were dealt with. Um, and then there was the issue of the dog. The dog's been in all day. She's bursting, a poor dog. So uh, separate spare key cut for my neighbour. And it would just be a phone call. Um, would it be all right? Or a text or whatever. Um, she, they were already lined up for this. I'd spoken to them, agreed it, and it was okay. Um, found somebody that would be happy to do that. Key in advance or key put somewhere. And if I get stuck, would it be okay to go in and let the dog into the garden yes that was sorted um and of course my other half was fine he'd be at work and that would be dealt with um so if I wanted to take it to the nth degree I would also have a meal lined up for our dinner for later that either he could get uh, put it put on you know I'd done a bolognese that could be heated or a chili that could be heated or something like that something simple so dinner was sorted too So the children were sorted, the dog was sorted, husband was sorted, and the dinner, 
my basic needs, everything else was sorted. Um, and then, then there was the, the last issue that it used to really drive me insane when you feel out of control and stuck, of course, um, and that's the radio. Oh, God, they're playing this tune again, and you channel hop and get really cross, and, oh, it's rubbish, there's nothing on. So I also began to prepare in advance and download either a good audiobook with a really good narrator and I would be lost in the audiobook and oh I can listen to another chapter of my book or and or um, download onto my phone lots of podcasts free podcasts from the radio interesting ones interesting interviews where I'd really get gripped by somebody that really inspired me or interested me or some comedy there's lots of comedy that you can download Um, or some subjects that you can download and learn as well. There's loads out there that you could learn or inspirational stuff um, that I could uh, use. You know, uh, coaching stuff, um, life lessons and things like that, similar to this one. Um, So I would get a, a load of those already. So in fact, actually what I did by doing all that, by breaking it all down and seeing what in that big scenario was in my control, what happens when you do that, when you focus on the small circle in the middle, if you want to see it visually, and look at what's in your control and gain control and put strategies in place and do things that you can do to improve that scenario... In fact, that small circle in the centre expands and it gets bigger. And if you can visually see that on a different flip chart, I would run right the two circles out, but the middle one much, much larger, almost as big and taking up almost as much of the middle of the big one as possible. And if you do focus on the small one and get as much in control as you can, um, that expands that little one and which means necessarily the larger one shrinks in comparison. There's a lot less in that larger one that's out of your control than you can imagine. And so it shrinks down and feels much more manageable and you can cope with it. And you feel, and that's what's so important here, you feel much, much better. So in fact, my Friday uh, journeys back became almost me time. It didn't matter if I got stuck in traffic, I'd be sat there thinking, well, I've got the aircon on, I'm listening to my book, I'm listening to this fascinating interview or this subject or whatever, munching on my favourite foods and a drink and knowing everybody in the family were all sorted and it was okay and I was much more relaxed about the whole thing and ironically, I don't know if I just didn't notice it or it wasn't such a biggie, but it seemed that the traffic seemed to be lighter and I got less frequently stuck in traffic. It's probably not the case statistically but it felt that way because it wasn't such a big issue and I didn't get myself worked up so much beforehand in anticipation because half the time you put yourself through the mill in anticipation when there was no need and in reality there wasn't any traffic Um, so it stopped that it stopped all the angst beforehand and when it it was a reality and there was a terrible hold up it didn't matter everything was sorted I was fine family were fine it, it, you know, I it turned it around as me time and uh, could see the the pluses in it and uh, therefore minimise all the negatives and been far more laid back about the whole thing and well, it is what it is, I'll get there soon, you know, it's fine. I would text home saying stuck in traffic, not sure how long I'm going to be, see you later, knowing everything was fine. Um, so there's one small example of how you can get some control. 
Um, another one I remember uh, was when I was, um, I will talk about this at different times, it will come up, but I don't think I've mentioned it yet, but I was um, a few years ago taken very, very sick um, and in hospital, pretty much, uh, I won't apologise for wording it this way, but fighting for my life uh, unexpectedly uh, with a very rare blood disorder. Um, and I found myself in a London hospital, specialist hospital in intensive care and um, in a bad way. Um, so uh, that was not a good time. That was weeks that I was there on machines and things. Um, but once I began to feel a little bit stronger, first, obviously, I had to just allow the specialists to do what they had to do and do their stuff. And, and they did an am- amazing job. They knew what they were doing. But as I got stronger, you know, you really, really are very reactive. You're not proactive at that time. You're letting them do, make all the decisions, do everything that they have to do. And that's the way it needs to be. But as you, as you begin to recover um, and you begin to feel optimistic and get some strength back, you do, it does definitely help you. It helped me anyway to get an a sense of being in control again. Um, it was to, when I first went in, um, it was end of November, uh, December the 1st, something like that. And um, as I began to get stronger, my goal was I'd, I need to be home for Christmas. I have to be home. The children were young. I need to be there. Santa has to visit. Please let me be home for Christmas. And that was my goal, to be home for Christmas. Um, and I was fighting and fighting for that um, in the end, that was my goal that I was focusing on, which is great. Having a goal and a purpose really, really helps anyway. Um, so that was a good thing. Um, but, you know, I, I, there was nothing I could do. I felt helpless there until, you know, you begin to realise, actually, I've got some control. Um, so how did I look at that? So my sister came to visit um, and I asked her in advance, please, would you mind bringing a large box of um, Christmas cards? Um, and uh, I had a pen, obviously, with me and different things, lots of things that had been bought in over the visits. So when she was there, or she left the Christmas cards, and I was able to sit up in bed and write all the Christmas cards and get those addressed and everything. And then the hospital is a great hospital and they've got some phenomenal, uh, inspiring people, volunteers that come around with different things, volunteer uh, Reiki healers and volunteer counsellors for you to talk about how you're feeling about everything. But in one in particular, I remember, was a volunteer student lad. He must have been about 18. He looked he looked like a scared rabbit in headlights. He, he looked so uncomfortable and awkward walking around but he'd volunteered which just inspired me that he'd give up his I think it was Fridays that he used to come around and come into everybody's room um on this hematology ward and um offer to do some shopping would do you need any shopping any shop anywhere what would you need bless him and so I asked him to buy x number of stamps and uh, to stick all the stamps on and to post my christmas cards so that was done that was one thing off the list uh, another friend um bought up my laptop so um uh i did uh, a big order on um, you know i got neil's christmas gift 
ordered and uh, gift wrapped on the website that he could have. I got, uh, I had already done some Christmas shopping actually for the children, which was lucky. Uh, I pretty much finished for the children, but I hadn't done family and friends. So I did all of that on the internet and got all of that delivered to a friend's house. Um, another friend uh, took the spare key. She went into my, where all the children's presents were hidden um, in the roof space <laughs> or the attic kind of cupboard. Uh, got her a key, got her to get the wrapping paper and I talked her through which present was for which child and she wrapped them up from Santa ready. So she was up in my roof one afternoon when they were at school and wrapped so good of her to do that um it's amazing what people will do in times of need and so she wrapped all of the christmas presents from santa for me so i knew that was all dealt with and friends and family's presents were being ordered from amazon and they were dealt with um then i managed to uh do a supermarket shop I got the slot for a day or two just before Christmas I think and I did a big internet supermarket shop so I knew we had the food um the children were also starring in the school little show um and my creative friend did their costumes because I hadn't sorted out costumes she made little mock-up costumes that they required for their whatever role they were in I couldn't go to the show so um another friend did some filming um of them in the show and messaged it through to me so I felt that I had at least seen them a little bit and things like that so although Lots of things going on in the hospital were totally out of my control. What was in control was my mindset, my determination, focusing on that goal, the fighting spirit and everything else. And I will do a whole different podcast on all of that. Um, But the practical things, some of those I could start to do, especially with technology, the way that technology is now, um, I could get some control back. Um, So... It felt like I was still steering Christmas, still organising it, still determined to get there. And luckily I did get there in time for Christmas and the food was there and the family came round, my sisters and husbands and things like that, and uh, cooked the, the lunch for me and the children and we all had a huge celebratory Christmas because it was far more poignant that year than it ordinarily is Um, so it was a really really special time and it all came together Um, now it may not necessarily have done timing wise um, but it certainly helped me feel stronger uh, mentally and more determined um, so that it could all happen and you know if you feel better mentally you definitely feel better physically and we are just one big whole picture the brain the mind and the body are not separate I do not believe that I believe the two influence each other and because I was acting as if and determined and so on then I do believe it happened And I was able to be there at Christmas, not without involvement because of my mindset and my determination and getting back control. So what I'm saying is, um, it's small situations like that. Well, actually, it wasn't a small situation. That was quite a large one. But uh, things like the traffic and stuff like that. Um, We can break a big picture down. Um, into what we can influence we can reframe it and decide okay what can I do here 
Uh, those are just two examples that I can think of. But I do this a lot with clients, one-to-one or in groups. And you will never not be amazed actually how much you can influence when you feel there's very little. When you sit down and work it out, I'm going up a hill now. <laughs> so sorry about the breathlessness. Um, you, there is a lot there. So my takeaway for this week is uh, look at those scenarios that feel huge, that are dragging you down, that feel a bit like a ball and chain around your ankle and changing your mindset about them. They're not. There are things that you can do, definitely will be, probably more than you imagine. And once you focus on those and address those, that big thing, that big ball and chain will feel a lot less the way it does now. So that's my key takeaway for this week. Thank you as always for choosing to listen to me. Um, I may even be with you right now as you're stuck in traffic. (laughs) The irony of that. But um, if you want to drop me a line and share your thoughts, um, share your experience, share whether it's been helpful, then please, please do. If you want to drop me a line with suggested topics, then equally do that. Um, If you want to look at the website for all the other things that I cover, the corporate coaching, the team coaching, um, training, um, or one-to-one coaching, which I do over the phone, um, via FaceTime, um, Zoom, all those sorts of technologies that are now available, then if you would like one or two uh, private one-to-one coaching sessions, then that will be absolutely incredible. I'd love to work with you. My website address is www.milestone-coaching.co.uk. There's loads in there. There's a blog. There are dates sometimes for free workshops that are coming up um, and offers if it's Christmas for vouchers, those sorts of things, or uh, just all the different services that I offer. Um, But if not, um, then please please subscribe um, because then this podcast, if you like it, will just land each week on your phone or device that you use. And if you do like it, please rate and review because that means it's more likely to be found accidentally by other people who may equally be helped in the same way that perhaps the tips and techniques are helping you each week. And it'd be great to help others um, because then it's served its purpose. Anyway, great to have you along with me and I look forward to next week. Good luck, everybody. Have a great week. Bye.